probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. You're listening to the Star Wars Sessions with Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is where the fun begins. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy, and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, a.k.a. Jabba the Hud, and joining me, as ever, in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon. He's the greatest Star Wars man, fan, and buddy out there. He's highly explosive and volatile. Much like a crate of Blydonium. <laughs> yes! It's another uh, Bly pun. I'm here for it. <laughs> it's crazy. And um, yeah, once again, it's one where I'm like, how did I not, how did I not pick up on that? On the Mando episode? I don't know. I don't know. Matty boy, you're a naughty boy. Congrats on another Bly pun. We're closing in on the hundred, aren't we, mate? Mate, well, as soon as it came up on the on the, the actual episode, I was like, yep, that's that ticked off for the week. Now let's hope that Ren doesn't notice it and mention it during the recap. I had a horrible feeling you were going to mention it and be like, oh, that could be a Bly pun. I'm thinking, please don't say it because I've got this one in my back pocket. So, yes, mate, uh, we're not episode 94 now. So the train is uh, rolling on nicely to number 100. Yeah. It's been a good weekend over here, my friend. I've got a cup of tea with me today. I've just had some rainbow cookies, which is a bit naughty. But um, we've had a busy old week in the Star Wars Sessions HQ. But first, I want to know how you're doing. Oh, mate, it has been an absolute fill fest of a couple of days. Uh, really, really busy, really busy with personal things. I think it's that time of year where everyone is kind of busy and scrambling mm-hmm. to do stuff, get stuff finished. Um, but, mate, let's be honest, you know, the elephant in the room is, of course, the fact that the Mandalore, the, the, the Mandalore? Yeah, the Mandalore. The Mandalore, Mandalore and the Mandalorians. The way of the Mandalore is here and it is spicing up my life. Um, I'm on a train to Mandalore and it's pretty, pretty good, mate. You're enjoying it, mate. Are you enjoying that train to Mandalore? I'm glad you are because every Friday, as you know, we do that Mandalorian recap we mentioned. So... We talk about the episode that's just gone. So we're basically like about we're about three hours removed from watching it, the episode, and then we jump on as excited as we are, um, obviously, in brackets. Hopefully we enjoyed the episode. And we chat about it. We've just spoken about the penultimate episode last Friday. So if you want to hear it, it's on the Star Wars Sessions podcast feed. It's very spoiler heavy. So if you're waiting to catch up on the Mando, don't listen to it. But if you don't mind being spoiled or you have uh, watched the episode and you missed it, Go listen to our Mandalorian recap, and I'll tell you something, dude. We've only got one more to go, but I'm quite excited. So if, if only we could have had some speculation about it. Well, do you know what, mate? Oh, well, yeah, we had a naughty little roundtable speculation episode, didn't we? That one out uh, just Monday this week on the 14th. That was amazing. We were joined by Jess and Ant, who were fantastic guests. And we go over lots of uh, filthy, spicy theories for the season finale of Mando. And you know what, mate, boy? I'm just so happy that this week is so Star Wars-y because this week is usually when the Star Wars episodes would come out. You know, I, I keep thinking of this time last year, you know, we were hours away from seeing the rise of Skywalker. And, you know, three years ago, 
we were hours away from seeing the last jedi and literally I, well yeah well, i was watching it you know right now <laughs> you yeah, know when I, think, I think i would have been as well when i'm recording so when we're recording so yeah it's um it really is an absolute joy to see that star wars is still with us um but may we have we got a lot to talk about this week man mate we've got an absolute as you say a filth fest we are farming the filth this week of Star Wars, but we do have some good news from Sessions HQ for we've got a couple of new patrons that we wanted to shout out because they're legends, aren't they, mate? Oh, yes, Matty boy. A big shout out to our latest patrons, Jess Olsen, who has joined at the I Am The Senate tier. And also Chris Jenkins, who has joined at the This Where The Fun Begins tier. You absolute pair of legends. Thank you so much. Yes, yes, yes. We always say the same because we always mean it. Thank you for signing up, for supporting the show. We hope you enjoy the content that is coming out, that's been out. Jibber Jabber of Jabber the Hud has dropped this week, so get that into your ears for some fun. Uh, And we've got a Journal of Luke Bly and a podcast coming before we wrap up 2020. So thank you both of you for signing up to our Patreon. We both really appreciate it. And in amongst a cacophony of joy, I can also hear, I think... It's the sound of Big Ben Kenobi, which can only mean one thing. Oh, Matty boy, it must mean it's the Galactic News Round. Concept art has been released showing some of the ship designs from the High Republic. Pieces from the incredible Star Wars Celebration Art Show 2020 have also been released via StarWars.com. George Lucas has explained why the Star Wars prequels had corny dialogue. Hey, what's up? It's Taylor Gray, a.k.a. Ezra Bridger, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. I hope you enjoy the show. Time for a deep breath now. Because we've got a lot to talk about. Luke Bly has just mentioned what a week it's been for Star Wars fans. Not just The Mandalorian, of course, coming out with the finale upcoming. But last Thursday, as we record this, I believe it was the 10th of December, um, Disney held their Investor Day, where they uh, traditionally get together, uh, say how well they've done, give each other a pat on the back, and then roll out the upcoming um, films, usually. But now we've got Disney+, Plus. there was an awful lot of content that spanned a whole of Disney and its subsidiary companies. But we wanted to know what Kathleen Kennedy and Lucasfilm had in store. And boy, oh boy, did they have some spicy special uh, surprises for all of us. So we're going to talk about it. Obviously, certain things we can't really dive too much into because we don't know anything about. So it's more going to be kind of our reaction up... um, top-level thoughts, and obviously some of them you might fanboy a little bit at, but um, I watched the live stream of this. I sat there in the front room on my laptop watching the live stream and was thoroughly, thoroughly engaged with the, with the whole thing, but especially Lucasfilm. But where did you watch this, Lukey boy? Uh, mate, I watched this on an iPad, um, and I was basically hovering around my apartment. Uh, my missus was watching TV in the main room, and I was like, Arely... There's an investor call, a Disney investor call. She's like, right. And I'm like, yeah, well, right. you know, there could be Star Wars announcements. And um, 
Do you know what though? Like, I I wasn't expecting a lot. I really wasn't. I, I really wasn't expecting a lot. I was expecting quite a conservative, you know. Oh yeah, we we've got Mando coming out, um, and Andor's in production. You know, Obi Wan's still happening. Tyker's film's still happening, and um maybe an announcement of one or two other shows that's it that's all i was thinking mate and um yeah mate as soon as old kathleen kennedy come up yeah um it uh it got it got pretty spicy pretty quick mate boy it was wild basically in a nutshell for those who haven't heard if you haven't well done, frankly. Twelve Star Wars Lucasfilm projects were announced or we were given details about twelve. And the fun part of it is about halfway through the Lucasfilm announcement, they started talking about things like Willow and things like that. And I thought, oh, that that, that must be it then. We're getting kind of like five, four maybe uh, only, four Disney Plus series. Pretty cool. Let's go and see what Warwick Davis is up to on Willow. And suddenly, old KK comes back in. She's like, well, let's talk about the films now. And we're like, oh, I'm not sure I can handle this. This is incredible. Twelve announcements, mate. Now, three of those we already knew about. Mm. The Mando, Andor, which was now titled Andor. In fact, four of them. The Bad Batch and the now titled Obi-Wan Kenobi. We knew about those four already. We were aware that Taika Waititi was having a film. That was confirmed. And we kind of guessed at some of the other ones. So um, up top, Mandalorian Season 3. No surprise, mate. This time next year. But... Bit later than normal, we'll be getting episode one at the ho- during the holiday season of 2021. So, I kind of guess we all knew that was coming, didn't we? Yeah, well, we knew season three was coming. It was kind of a no-brainer. Uh, to be honest, I feel like the Mandalorian has absolutely carried Disney Plus. Yeah, um, and Disney Plus has done brilliantly. Uh, the numbers for Disney Plus has been fantastic. That is a testament to the Mandalorian. Um, what I would say as well is I was speaking to, uh, my brother-in-law Lucas, um, and he was saying, uh, you know, mate, like, I was actually thinking of canceling my Disney plus, uh, subscription in the new year, you know, because there's not enough on it. I've done everything that I need to do on there. And, uh, lo and behold, this happens. These announcements is exactly what Disney plus needed for their streaming service, especially yeah. with it goes about saying the landscape of what's going down and the Mandalorian is intrinsic to that, mate. So, I mean, no surprises there, mate. No, I, I agree. Plus of all everything else they dropped, Disney plus has suddenly become an absolute, even more of a juggernaut. But the next one, mate, I've been excited for Andor. I have been pretty excited for that because, because of the era it's set and the possibilities of an espionage spy thriller, but we've got our first look and I know you haven't, you haven't been, you haven't been like down on it, but I know you haven't been quite as up on it as I have. So what are you thinking when you saw the sizzle reel? Um, so it was great to see some Rogue One footage again, just to remind you who it was, you know, what what time, and like you said, era it's in. Um, I won't lie to you, this got me more excited. It got me more yes. excited. Um, and just seeing Diego Luna, man, like that guy is an absolute stud muffin. He's a, he is a stud, isn't he? He's a hunk. He's a chunk of hunk. And just knowing he lives like 20 miles down the road to us, mate, he lives like at the minute, 20, 20 miles west of us somewhere. You just know he's like going into a cheeky Costa or something or a little lovely, lovely little cafe somewhere. And we, we hanging can, out in Dagenham. We could be there. 
We oh well, they're filming in Pinewood, right? They never got to film in Dagenham, I don't think, did they? They're filming in Pinewood and a n other location, which oh. is extremely close to where we are residing currently. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. But, uh, that's true. Yeah. But, but yeah. he's around. He's around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's around. Uh, it looks good, mate. I'm I'm glad uh, they announced it officially um, with with a name. Uh, I like the name. Andor, simple. Logo looks cool. I'm here for it, mate. Um, That's good, mate. Yeah. I, 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 you know, Disney here weren't super specific on a lot of stuff. I'm kind of glad about that. They were on other things, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. Well, I needless to say, I dug this. The idea of like 200 named cast and characters and all those beautiful looking locations, practical sets. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And the and just seeing Diego again, like I say, and the concept art, you know, colour me excited. I already was and I, I am just as much. So um, Andor and the Mando, I'm all for that. I think they were kind of like the they were the live action ones we, we really knew about, weren't they? Exactly, mate. Exactly. So it was... It was nice to just see more of that. And at this point, I'm still sitting there on my iPad. I think I'm still in the living room. And we eventually migrated to the bedroom. <laughs> and I was like, headphones in, still on the iPad, watching this this presentation. Um, and I was still like, okay, yeah, this this is all pretty vanilla so far. You know, not not vanilla, actually. That almost does it a disservice. It's everything I expected. And yeah. it kind of goes into, like, Bad Batch territory, too. Um, yeah, and you know we we expect that, and the thing is with like and and we're mentioning this in in a particular order, aren't we mate, but um we did get specific um footage for andor, and we got a uh, bad batch footage, um which I'm sure we're gonna get really stuck into at a later date um one thing you've already mentioned, mate, I loved 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 seeing the andor sets. Loved it. Yes. They were fantastic. Well, let's not forget that. Obviously, Kathleen Kennedy also mentioned that because of the success of the volume, they're building three more. I think they said one in New York, one in London, and one in Australia. Yeah. Because So that's that's potentially massive. Yeah. Because the, the volume, I watched Amanda, and I'm not always entirely sure when they're on set or on in the volume. That's how good it looks. Um, so the fact that they can now expand this, around the world and it's just, they call it like the set of the future and it really is it's an incredible bit of technology and uh, I like the but I also like the fact that Andor isn't entirely using it they are building these sets and treating it like a cinematically released um picture and you mentioned the bad batch yeah the trailer was pretty cool I liked a lot of what I saw in there uh, and we know when it's set so it's just nice to finally get some footage but it did look quite a lot like i thought it was going to look which isn't mm. a bad thing mm. hasn't got me any more excited but it hasn't dampened my excitement anymore well it's cool to see that it's in the clone wars style too that's yeah. that's the thing that i was because i was wondering that i was like because every animation series has done a different style and i kind of like that but this is definitely reinforcing the fact that no this is almost like a spin-off to clone wars a spin-off to a spin-off almost right and at the end you saw the clone wars logo in red and it faded it burned down into the bad batch um we saw fennec shand who i assume is fennec shand right um looked a lot like it didn't it it, yeah it's fennec shand but um (laughs) dude i was i was pretty pleased with it i was a wee bit more excited about it you know i'm gonna give it a watch i'm gonna give it a watch you know we'll talk about it on on this podcast mate i'm sure 
Um, but yeah, it, it was one of those things in the presentation that I was like, okay, yep, yeah, mm-hmm, yep, yeah, I'm I'm here for that. I'm here for that. That's that's pretty juicy. Pretty juicy. And they went back to Camino, which is good for me. But um, there was I mean, it wasn't the only animated thing we got, was there? We got a couple more. We got a, a droid story and Star Wars Visions. Now, one of these I'm slightly more, I say, pumped for than the other. What are you thinking then? Because what you got a droid story, which is basically R two three PO and a new hero being guided through an a, an epic journey. Right. It's a Disney Plus film. It's being called. It's a one shot by the sounds of it. And you got Visions, which is twelve anime shorts which are being created by what kathleen kennedy says is the 12 of the best japanese anime artists in the world which excites me but what are you thinking then george story visions you're down on the train for that i mean i'm i'm you know i'm here for all the star wars um but i won't lie to you the droid story i mean we've already had droids you know or c3po and r2 stuff for decades like for a long time we've had those right and it just it's probably just going to be a reimagining of that stuff we've already had um i i'm gonna watch it i'll watch it but that's it like shrug shoulders okay <laughs> yeah i'll watch it um visions i'm more excited about but visions strike me as something that would be put on the star wars youtube channel mm-hmm. Um, especially the fact that it's anime shorts. I was thinking more, oh, that's a bit like Galaxy of of Adventures, you know? Um, That's kind of the vibe that I got from it. Um, However, it could be, that could be doing it a disservice, you know, saying, oh yeah, it just belongs on YouTube. And I don't mean it to be that. Um, But I am actually really looking forward to, to seeing that. But it's one of those where I'm like, okay, Fair enough. And I'm going to uh, come back to, I'm going to address it a, a little bit later with kind of my summary thoughts. Okay, mate. Well, a droid story, same for you, mate. Look, I love the droids, but, you know, and I'll watch it. Of course I will, but uh, it's, it's probably the thing I'm least excited for, if I could say that on the list. Visions, um, I've checked out a few animes recently and very much enjoyed them. This is an a an Animatrix-style anthology series, they're called, so... I'm guessing all 12 will kind of tie in or linking somehow. So that's quite that's quite exciting to me. But again, I, I'm going to give it um, all the time of day and think it's going to be very good. But um, when you see what else was announced, then it's quite... I can understand why some people would look at it and think, well, do you know what? That's going to be fun. Let's move on to other things. But I am, I am actually quite excited for Visions because I think... With these creative minds, like different creative minds from different cultures and different ideas on the galaxy, could give us some really good stories. People who may not be entirely tuned into Star Wars, but they are excellent at storytelling and animation. Mm. I think they could give us some good stuff there. So, I, in, out of the two, Visions is is more for me, mate. But um, look, uh, Star Wars is for everyone. The droid story may be aimed more at the kids, and you know, I'm, I dig that as well. Right. Right. Uh, absolutely, mate. Absolutely. I, I'd agree with that, you know, and um, I think there's enough room in this galaxy for artistic interpretation and, in you know, retelling of certain stories. And I feel like that's definitely what Visions is. So I'm looking forward to seeing what's coming out of that. But for me, it was overshadowed by everything else, as it would be. You know, this isn't yeah. this isn't meant to be, you know, the, the center stage right this isn't the main show um and i guess even that is probably up for deb- 
debate. <laughs> I mean, but um, of... take your pick what it could be. But I mean, for anime fans, though, this is going to be good for them. Like we've got fans of the Clone Wars style, we're going to dig Bad Batch. Fans of live action, we're going to love all the rest of it. But it's nice to know that they are giving. I know they have done like manga shorts and stuff like that as well of like Lost Stars and that. But it is nice to know that they are yeah more than open to giving Star Wars to different sects of fan base. Do you know what I mean? Where it's if you like anime, here's something for you as well. So. I pretty I like that they're doing that. Mm. Yeah, I think it's it's nice to see. It's nice to see. Um, I think we're starting to get more into the meat of this coverage. Oh, uh, and, and and the next one, it's a it's a good one. It's a good one. Um, Rangers of the New Republic. Mm. And I'm going to say this one as well, Matty Boy, because I think they need to be announced. They were announced, you know, pretty much at the same time. Ahsoka as well okay both of these shows are being uh produced by dave filoni and john favreau Um, they didn't say direct they're being produced so it's similar to the mandalorian uh, i'm assuming anyway um a few weeks ago matty boy what did i tell you i said look back at netflix look at what they did all these shows they're gonna cross over that's the mcu dcu tv crossover thing yeah right Right, especially I was always thinking of like the Luke Cage and and that was yep. stuff like I didn't even watch. I just that was the comparison I had in my head, and I think that's it. The Mandalorian, Rangers of the New Republic, and Ahsoka coming in hot. Listen, mate, I can't lie to you. We don't know loads about it. Ahsoka, no. it was a given. It was yes. a given. It was a given <laughs> after after the chapter, the Ahsoka chapter in the Mandalorian season two. It was a given, um, and I am so excited to see the Ahsoka show, mate. I'm so excited. I can't wait to see how it just just is written more than anything. How it plays out. Uh, Rangers of the New Republic, bit of a left field announcement. I thought, I was, right. you know, I was a bit like, ooh. That's a bit different. And I can't lie to you. I'm I am I am excited about it because New Republic, I'm I'm all here. I'm here for that in between episode six and seven, filling out and beefing out that sequel trilogy lore, you know, and, and this screams that to me. Um logo looked okay. <laughs> the Ahsoka, one, the Rangers one, yeah, the Rangers one. The Ahsoka logo, I was like, oh, that's sick. The Rangers one, I was like, oh, I get it because it's meant to almost look like a pilot, piloty, like Air Force One mm-hmm. style yeah. thing, almost like a GI Joe meets, you know, American Air Force emblem. Um, yeah, yeah, looked okay. Um, I'm excited for it, mate. I'm really excited for it. Mm-hmm. No, same mate. The Ahsoka one was like, well, the least surprising news of the night. Not, but again, a, 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 not a surprise, but a welcome one. It was, uh, it was enjoyable. It's good. You know, they're not going to get a so- Rosario Dawson in, get her all dulled up, decked out in the Ahsoka gear, pay her a de- uh, decent wage just for one, like what, basically twelve minute appearance. Basically, we all knew that it, it was we were it was coming, and I was, you know, I was. I wasn't always up for the idea of having the Mando be a jumping off point for other characters to get their own spin off. But then when I saw how good Rosario was, I was like, yep, 
Give me all the Ahsoka you can give me in this live action format. So yeah, I'm here for that. It's probably going to tie into Grand Admiral Thorn, potentially Ezra, who knows, but I'm just excited to see Rosario um, back whooping people with those white sabers and those oddly shaped montrals. Um, and Rangers of the New Republic, don't know anything about it, but it sounds cool. Then anything in the New Republic here, exactly what you've just said, I'm all here for. The people, the pilots of the New Republic we've seen so far in the Mando all seem pretty cool. We're not, I don't think we're going to see Dave Filoni in a <laughs> starring role, but um, Carson Teva, who's played by the guy I can't remember, he will probably be in it along with a few others. People think Cara Dude maybe. Oh, the, we know nothing. You're talking about um, the guy in Kim's Convenience, the, yes, the I, Korean um, yes. American actor. Yes, I can't think um, of his name, but I know he's in Kim's Convenience. Yeah, uh, I. I'm wondering that. I I have a feeling it's going to be brand new characters. I mean, maybe. if it's going to be a crossover show, I imagine they'll probably make, they may use him in and out, maybe not as a main character, but fleetingly. But just as you said about them doing that kind of like Marvel television crossover or the DC TV crossover type mm-hmm. thing, I remember at the time saying, I don't know about that because not disagreeing with you mm. but disagreeing with the idea because i was like do you know what i don't want to have a tie in to the man i want the man to and i still do want it to live and die independently you know ahsoka and the rangers that you know they can tie in wicked i don't want i don't want anything to tie in but i don't know I'm, i think i'm just so precious on the man though being its own thing but if but if they are going to tie in and have this massive crossover event at the end then sweet Nothing that John and Dave have done so far and everyone behind the scenes mm-hmm. has made me doubt or made me think this isn't a good idea. So colour me in. I'm very, very excited for the Ahsoka one. I'm very intrigued for the Rangers of the New Republic. And maybe we can go back and forward to like Hosni and Prime and places like that. Give that Force Awakens moment an even more effect now when they blow up the Hosni and Prime system. Spoilers. Yeah, right. But we knew nothing about it. Right. So and, and, that, and, that, and that was the end of the loathsome Republic as... Huck said. So, yeah, let's start the building blocks. So when we get to that moment in The Force Awakens, we've now got all of these hours of TV and that behind us to think, oh, no, everything we've just watched and built has just been destroyed. So sequel trilogy law, mate, this is where it begins, I think. And I, I think when we look back at recent interviews from Rosario Dawson, you you find out that Ro- Ahsoka was being cast and, and the thought band Rosario was being cast as Ahsoka in like autumn last year, 2019, yeah. right? Before Mando had even uh, premiered, you know? So can you imagine John and Dave saying, do you know what, Rosario, we're casting you for Ahsoka. Um, we need you for an episode in season two of Mandalorian, possibly two. And just as a cameo here and there, no, mate. No, mate. No, mate. Exactly. It's a season. It's a whole series. And that means they've been working on this. When when we were watching The Mandalorian a year ago, they were already like, yeah, we're um got an Ahsoka show, haven't we? Like in secret, in the Lucasfilm bunkers, in Jon Favreau's garage, they were coming up with all sorts of crazy Ahsoka chemistry, mate. Man, I am here for that. And I really think if it wasn't Favreau and Filoni involved with Ahsoka and especially Rangers of the New Republic, I would be a wee bit more skeptical. But the fact that they're kind of like leading that ship, dude, I'm going to soak it up. I'm going to eat all of it up. I'm going to eat it up like a Chinese buffet, mate. 
He's going to Ahsoka it up. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Um, no, I, I absolutely agree with you there, my friend, and I'd give you the biggest pat on the back ever if I could see you. Because the fact that um, D and J, Dave and John, John and Dave are attached after what they've given us in the Mando, mate, I'm all for that. I'm, I'm here to sample that buffer with you, mate. The next thing I was wanted to mention, I'm very excited about this now, and it's the Leslie Headland-led The Acolytes as it's now being t- titled, a mystery thriller that will take viewers into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic. Whoa! So we're going back to the end of the High Republic, so 200 years before The Phantom Menace. We don't know when the end of this is, but does it tie into The Phantom Menace? But it's this is going to be dark side focus or dark side... We, and we've never, ever seen that. I mean, a few Clone Wars episodes and that focused on the baddies, but... This is a series which will focus on emerging dark side powers and, you know, speculate responsibly. But the Acolyte, man, imagine if that was someone like Palpatine or something like that or Plagueis or someone like, I don't know. But that is speculating irresponsibly. <laughs> and of course, we don't, we don't know anything about it other than Leslie Headland is, is fronting it. Um, it's female centric, I believe, in terms of certainly who's leading the show. And it's going to be a mystery thriller in the High Republic about the dark side. I mean, dude, I mean, that to me was one of the most exciting things to come out because we had no idea what Leslie was going to give us. Mate. Yeah, this one, it was, uh, now we're getting to this bit of the pod where we're covering this. Oh, Matty boy. I I started to go, hang on, there's more. (laughs) I was like, what? Yeah, exactly. I was like, mate, this, I've never heard of this stuff like apart from the leslie headland thing which i was i was sure was going to be dr afra i, I was same. i even texted i said i'm calling it now it's good it's going to be an afra show but exactly no, exactly especially after what you know the discussions you and i have had mate you know it was um it was it was really good to see um lo- again logo almost doesn't look star warsy it looked, it legit looks like switch over that Star Wars logo to a Marvel logo, and it looks like a Marvel thing. That is my complaint. Um, and, but maybe that's just something I need to get used to, you know, just seeing stuff that's not just in the generic Star Wars fonts. I thought Mandalorian was different, but kind of close enough. Um, but, yeah, the, the Mando logo just seemed a bit more well thought out. And it, it, I'm really nitpicking here because we don't have any other information <laughs> apart from no, we don't. it's in High Republic era. I think, Matty Boy, that's fantastic. And I, I would never have put 20p on that, mate. Never would have thought, do you know what? Never. Do you know what? They're going to do a High Republic series. Nah, nah, I'm no way. they are, though. Because it backs up that because they they gave us the big the big RU that this is going to be the new era. Yes, we, as we've seen from all the announcements, it's not just focusing now on High Republic. They're going all over the place, but they really did say that they wanted the High Republic to be their focus now. When they're giving us these books that are coming out in a few weeks' time, they got the comic series, and then we'd heard how oh, they might be a game. We we thought maybe they'd be an animated show, but the fact that they're going full on live action and in the final days of this era. I think it's testament to the um, confidence they've got and all the 
initial reviews of the High Republic I'm hearing is that it's actually a lot better than people gave it credit for. So this could be an exciting little era or period of time. Yeah, I, I can't lie, mate. I'm getting really excited for the High Republic stuff. And without trying to go down a different topic, uh, the positive reception of new High Republic canon material just makes me look at the Acolyte and go, do you know what, boys? We're in for a treat. Um, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully. Um, but yeah, that kind of uh, leads me on to the next series, uh, a Lando series. So not quite, not quite, Matty boy, make Solo 2 happen. Not quite. There were rumors of a Lando show um, coming out from uh, a few different sources, actually. Uh, Lando series. I'll be honest with you, mate. This is the one where I'm like, do you know what? I kind of don't care. I watch it and I really hope I like it. This, I mean, this really feels like the solo of the huge announcements. (laughs) I'm like, okay, right. A solo series. Okay. I'm, I'm just not that crazy about it. And I think it's, I'll, I'll I'll get to it later (laughs) when I summarize. (laughs) You naughty boy. Um, I was really surprised that they, um, came out of this there have been rumors about it but i still didn't actually think they were really ever going to do it but uh, justin simeon is uh show running this he's uh he's a writer director producer of dear white people which is a a very good tv show i've heard and people were very excited that justin's on board but we uh, firstly mentioning logos i really do like the lando logo i really think it's quality but we don't know if we don't even know if this is live action i assume it is but all, all we know is it's in the early stages of development. Justin Simeon's on board. That's it. Billy D's mm. coming back. No mm-hmm. idea. Donald Glover. Who knows? We don't. We don't know if it's like because some people have said it's going to be Billy D after the rise of Skywalker with Janna, or you know, or maybe him on the ship with her, but telling stories of the of his old like escapades, which will then flash back to Donald Glover. Now that would doing be all cool. this cool stuff. That would so that would be wicked. That would be that would be absolute filth. I would that be would on be board. Fine. I'd be on board with that because that's what I was kind of hoping Solo would be like back yes. in the day, like Harrison Ford, you know, sitting down with the kids. Like, imagine, imagine that. Imagine if we got on like a Han Solo post Return of the Jedi, right? Like, we're talking, I don't know, like seven years, six years, yeah. And he's telling stories to like a little Ben Solo, bro, and. <laughs> With Uncle, with, with Uncle Lando there as well. With Uncle Lando there as well. But like, just rep, just flip that out for Lando because obviously that didn't happen. Like, I think that would be really dope. I think that would be that'd be pretty cool. I hope it's live. I know I've, I've seen a lot of people hope it's animated. Just be, just be. I don't know why, but again, we love the animated shows and Resistance too. Um, but I, re, I hope it's live action <laughs> just because I love Donald Glover in Solo. I know a few people were overleaking. I really liked him. I, I mean, Billy D is. I mean, I, I don't think it's going to be Billy D focused because you know Billy D. You know, he's he's getting on a bit. Let's be honest, and he, you know, he isn't as mobile as he once was. He's not going to be doing much of it. Is him apart from sitting down? So I imagine it will probably be more Donald Glover if he is going to be in it. But I'm excited for the show just because we know nothing about it. Obviously, when, when we find out more about it, it could end up being rubbish. But we'll give us the Carizian Chronicles that Lando was talking about in Solo. Right. Right. We don't know um, much about it, do we? No, that's it, mate. And um, I, I think they have specified when stuff is animated 
so I would assume I, I, I'd say it's safe to assume that Lando. I think it would be live, live action. But action. Yeah. But for now, what, they haven't confirmed anything. So, but I I can't imagine Justin Simeon coming on to do animated, giving his um giving his resume is fully live action with dear white people things like bad hair and stuff like that. So, I imagine he is coming on to direct to produce and write this live action one. Yeah, absolutely, mate. I'm 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 uh cautiously optimistic i'll say that that's quite a politically correct uh terminology <laughs> terminology from a podcast point of view <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah i'll give it a pass uh until i can feel like my thoughts more on a different show Luke's um, just, he ain't even on the fence he's just sitting looking at it yeah that's it mate that is it i am the fence i'm a, I'm a little i am the fence, am the fence. um <laughs> mate next one it starts like it starts to get more and more filth Taika Waititi, untitled film. Uh, bruh, bruh. Logo, <laughs> pink, blue, colourful logo that looks like the life of Brian. Like, That's it. But in Star Wars font and crazy colours, crazy background. And basically, it's Kathleen Kennedy just telling us, oh, by the way, we've not forgotten Taika Waititi. That film is still happening, being written right now. So that's kind of, that's kind of it. Um, there was something I took away from it, but go on, Matty boy, what are your feelings on it? Basically it's my feelings on this, mate. <laughs> no, basically we knew we were going to get something a little bit different from Taika. He's very capable of doing things that aren't wild. Like Hunt for the Wilder People isn't a wild film. In fact, it's an extremely good film, but it isn't like Thor Ragnarok, which is, a bit out there or Jojo Rabbit, which is marvelous, but at times goes a bit out there and, and at other times stays very dramatic. So he's capable of doing things which aren't just bonkers, but this just looks absolutely bonkers, mate. The, the logo looks quality. It looks like something from the holiday special people have said, which I think is quite funny as well. And did you see his reaction on social media when they, when they announced it, did you see his caption no, to his no, Instagram? I didn't. I it didn't. was hilarious. No, what basically did it say? They dropped the logo and, and, you know, the Star Wars official account was like, uh, Taika Waititi's as yet untitled Star Wars film is coming to a galaxy far, far away soon, blah, blah. And Taika Waititi said, what? Oh, as a longtime fan of the uh, franchise, I can't wait to see what I'm going to do to ruin it. So basically, he was already <laughs> trolling the fan bases. But, um, so that was quite exciting. But you know, people have drawn parallels to um, old like legend stuff and like World Between Worlds and kind of stuff. We know nothing about this yet, so I'm not even going to try and speculate what it could be about, other than I think we're going to be in for a good time. Yeah, I think that's a good shout, mate. Uh, do you know what? Taika is an absolute talent. He's an absolute G unit. Um, I think it's going to be amazing to have him as part of the Star Wars family. Um, and I'll tell you one thing, one little tidbit. I saw on the interwebs, shout out to our boy, ST90019. I think that's it. That is going that is going off memory. If it is, I there we go, got it right. What an absolute joy. Um, yeah, our boy, King of Malta, he reposted something on Instagram and it was a snippet from uh Dawn of the Jedi. It was like concept art from Dawn of the Jedi. And it, there, was, it? there was this like rectangle like prism shape, um, diamond-like shape in in the stars, like really colourful. That was on the backdrop of Tyker's like just little reminder, basically, not not announcement reminder. Um, 
Dawn of the Jedi. I have a feeling this could actually be like the beginning of the Jedi Order, the, the story of the first people to figure out the Force and, you know, that kind of stuff. That's what I'm thinking, mate. Yeah, I, there is. There, as long as I don't mind that, as long as we're not going into alternate universes and time travel and time loops, I'm all for anything. But something a bit more straightforward now, mate. Now we've got two more left, and we're getting into the to kind of like the confirmed steak with the aromat and the chips, the fat chips and the steak sauce and a glass of red on the side. Rogue Squadron, mate, is going to be the next movie to be released in 2023. Directed by Patty Jenkins. Patty Jenkins is directing it, obviously, most known for recently for doing Wonder Woman and the upcoming Wonder Woman 84. But she's obviously directed some other things before that as well, like Monster about 20 years ago, which is really good. She's doing a Rogue Squadron movie. And this was met with a lot of excitement from fans of Rogue Squadron themselves, those old books and comics. I'm excited for this. I'm excited to get Patty Jenkins on board because I think she's a good storyteller. She's got a good eye for detail, mm. plus the personal story she's bringing to it. I really liked her little kind of trailer for her own announcement. Did you catch that, mate? Do you know what, mate? I did watch it. And um, yeah, I, I, no words, no words. Let, do you know what, mate, boy? Let's, let's just have another little listen to it. I love to move fast and speed of any kind. I think that that's because I grew up the daughter of a great fighter pilot, and every day I would wake up and go outside and look up and see my father and his squadron taking off and their F-4s roaring across the sky, and it was the most thrilling thing still I've experienced in my entire life. So when he lost his life in service to this country, I, it ignited a desire to, in me to turn all of that tragedy and thrill into one day making the greatest fighter pilot movie of all time but try as i might and look as i did i couldn't find the right story ever i kept looking and looking but i just couldn't find the right one until now now i found a movie about two things i love so i'm going to see you very soon oh mate (laughs) do you know what when it was announced i was like I was a bit confused because I was like, Rogue Squadron. Okay. Uh, it's the, Firstly, it's the exact same name as an old video game. Um, mm-hmm. But also, I thought Rogue, we, we're really using that word again in a Star Wars title. Those fears, and I do think that is actually a mistake. I do think that will be a mistake. I do think they should change the name of it. Because people just think Rogue One, right? But I could be completely wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Um, I think don't call it Star Wars Squadrons. <laughs> <laughs> well, that yeah, uh, yeah. Another time, Matty boy. Another time, <laughs> Squadrons. The bane of my life. Thirty quid. I'm never getting back. Um, uh, so bad. Uh, no, I love a bit of Squadrons. You know, in, right. in in the right mind maybe after a few tinnies maybe after five i don't know but it's okay yeah exactly very quid wasted um (laughs) do you know what mate rogue squadron after hearing that video i was sold i was like this this lady knows what she's talking about (laughs) like she gets it she gets it do you know what mate this film is coming from the heart 
It's coming from family. Star Wars is all about that. And this film is coming from there. I think there is no one better for that kind of film. Um, I'm so excited to see it. I'm so excited to see it. And you know what? I'm going to say this. Warner can jog on because it's nice to see Disney actually saying, we're going to release stuff in the cinemas. Yeah, good for That's them. That's it. Good. Hopefully the cinemas are still around. <laughs> good, good for them. They'll be around, mate. They'll be around. If the world hasn't imploded by then, cinemas, like people will pay money to go to a cinema. And um, yeah, mate, it's, um, I, I, I thought good on Disney. Good on Disney. Again, this, this announcement, mate, was completely left field. No inkling on this. No inkling whatsoever. What are you thinking about it, Mr. Hudson? Oh, very excited, mate. And I, whereas the, I mean, we, we jest about squadrons. We don't mind it. The idea of the flight sim game doesn't really, you know, oh, well, they're fine. But the idea of like a, a group of fighter pilots in a film, like you obviously think of things like Top Gun and things like that as well. But I like the sound of this with X-Wings, with somebody who's got that personal attachment to it and somebody who can direct a character-driven story. Again, I mentioned Monster. If you haven't seen it, it's a horribly powerful film about a horrible person in fact but it's very very well done and so patty jenkins she can give us the blockbuster of wonder woman and yet but she could also give us the character driven stories as well mm. blend those two together i'm hoping that's what we, what we get in rogue squadron i'm excited for it mate um she's already come out and said that it's going to be inspired by the games and the, and and the other and the old eu stuff isn't going to be based on it per se but it's going to be very much inspired by so it's not just going to be a um a remake of those which i'm excited to hear as well so mm. but i'm i'm all for it because again we haven't seen this in live action we've seen obviously star wars resistance which i always thought was going to be like a, a racing pilots which is what it's billed as but it ended up being a bit different so we haven't really seen like well we've never seen live action you know flight sim basically live action film just focusing on fighter pilots and x-wing parts mate so i'm all for that it came out of nowhere and I was expecting, you know, maybe they're going to mention Ryan Johnson's films, which they haven't, or maybe Kevin Feige's oh. film, but they haven't either. But, mate, this came out of nowhere. I am all here for it, and I'm glad to see Patty Jenkins in the family. I think the Ryan Johnson thing is a whole other topic. I can't even like Like, Matt, oh, boy, I don't, I don't have the emotional capacity right now because we're talking, main topic. We're, we're talking about Rogue Squadron. We're talking about Taika, like Acolyte, Ahsoka, like... Let's, story. let's just put that thought on hold and just freeze it in time. Do like, what is it? Frozone from flipping... Frozone in- from uh, Incredibles, Incredible. that's it. Right. Put it in some carbonite, we'll save that. But um, I'm glad that we saw Patty Jenkins uh, with, with the success she's had recently getting a chance to do something personal. So for the next film, mate, I'm, I'm excited. Absolutely, mate. And that kind of leaves us with one last one to chit-chat about. And that is, of course, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. It's uh, already been announced. We knew it was coming. Um, But it was with an additional announcement. Um, Yeah. We, uh, We got a cheeky announcement. (laughs) <laughs> we got a announcement. Um, yeah, Hayden Christensen is reprising his role as Darth Vader. That those were pretty much the words from our our uh, 
our saviour Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> our leader. <laughs> our leader, yeah. Our leader. Um, yeah, for some people, she's definitely not the saviour of Star Wars. But, you know, I think... I face the facts. Right. She is. Right, right, right. But she's um, now. Yeah, that's it. Well, okay. I'll level with you, mate. I'm really surprised that they announced this on a shareholder call. I just think, actually... I just think maybe some footage would have been enough. I would have preferred if we'd had it in the show. I won't lie to you. It's I, cool, though. I don't want to like be like, oh, this is stupid. Like, Don't get them bad vibes from there. I just feel like now I'm like, all oh, right, Hayden Christensen's in this. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, I already know that now. I don't know, mate. I don't know. Felt weird to to say that. Like I don't know. What do you think? It's just it's, it's to get the hype train, mate. I'm I'm glad that they did as well because it, we we how many times even bef- even well before the rise of Skywalker um, shows we did were we saying about even when we're talking about Kenobi in fact like last year we were like um last August will Hayden be back? Rise of Skywalker will Hayden be back? It's, it's, this, this is what it's always been. So. I think it was just Lucasfilm, like like when at, um, D D twenty whatever it's called, when they bought out Ewan McGregor uh, as Obi Wan, and, and and he made Kathleen ask him, "Am I going to be Obi Wan?" Just so he could say, "Yes." I think they just announced it, just so it wasn't just the next two years or whatever it is of people asking or or set leaks. Because I think that's the problem as well. Let's not forget is that oh, other than Rogu. Right. Nothing is sacred anymore, and if if Big Boy Hayden is seen on any of these film sets, why else is he going to be there? I mean, it's not like the Rise of Skywalker; we can just get on the old Skype, record his lines, and then drop out again. So I, I'm glad that they did for for that reason. So it didn't come out in the leaks, or there wasn't like a blurry picture of Hayden, um, and also so we don't have to watch, speculate anymore. We know we know mm. it's coming, mm-hmm. but it's the fact that she said, um, oh, actually, when they mentioned Hayden and, and his and his hunky face popped up. I did go, yes, quite loudly late at night, just because, you know, I'm a big fan of Hayden. I'm glad to see him. I think he, we all know he's got a bad rap. He doesn't deserve it. And it's good to see him come back like Ahmed and get that redemption again. Yeah. But it's when Kathleen said, it's a rematch of the century. Now, again, that's another show by itself as to what could that mean. But that, I mean, if they want to get people excited even more so for an Obi-Wan Kenobi show with Ewan McGregor on Tatooine, you mentioned Hayden Christensen's come back as Darth Vader, and you mentioned the words rematch of the century. I mean, come on. I mean, if you weren't already excited, 10 years after Revenge of the Sith, mate, I, I, it could mean anything. It could be flashbacks. It could be whatever. But it was like the perfect way to, 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 to for me to uh, announce this show that it's not just Obi-Wan. We are going to get some action in the form of Darth Vader himself. Oh, mate, it's crazy. Do you know what, mate? Good point on the leaks and stuff. That's something I hadn't thought about. And actually, that is a good shout. Maybe they even knew it was probably going to be leaked. Maybe they're like, look, this just isn't going to be possible for what we're planning and the way we're going to film it and whatnot. Uh, Look at the Mando. Everything leaked for the Mando. The Rise of Skywalker leaked weeks or months before. Yeah, especially if if they're doing Obi-Wan in London, uh, it would be like so obvious, like hey, oh, Hayden Christensen's moved, like he lives in Chelsea or something for <laughs> the next year or whatever. Do you know what I mean? It would be so obvious. It's like with Diego Luna, he's living in London at the moment, isn't he? Like him and his family. So it's just 
it goes without saying that that's what's going down. Um, oh, good point, mate. I am excited. And like you said, all the other comments kind of belong on another show because even to, to be frank, mate, I'm still processing it all. And, I, and I'm sure <laughs> to a certain degree, that's what the listeners are doing as well. There is so much content. Um to take in and and just so much news to take in and that kind of segues into my summary thoughts if you're happy for me to start on that matty boy i'm happy for you to do anything my friend right okay cool just in case you wanted to say other other things on kenobi oh one more thing on kenobi there was a lightsaber in the logo pretty cool the eye yeah the eye was a lightsaber our our boy luke summerfield pointed that out to myself um because I, i i hadn't noticed that to be honest um Fantastic, fantastic. Right, okay. To summarize, mate, I am I'm really happy that there is such like a solid vision for the future of Star Wars. You know, I'm really, really happy with that. Um, and it's actually put a lot of my worries to sleep. However, where those worries have gone to sleep, other worries have awoken. Um I look at the announcement with all of the shows, and it does seem overwhelming. It does seem overwhelming. It's like, whoa, that's a lot of content. And I do think, you know, Star Wars, and, and Solo showed us this, that Star Wars is better as an event thing. And the Mandalorian feels like that. The Mandalorian f- genuinely feels like an event. Um, however, m- that's kind of my gut. That's what my gut is saying. My brain is saying, actually, when you look at this, Bad Batch, animated show, Droid Story, Visions, animated. Okay, you're left with only a handful, really. I think it's like six uh, series. Uh, and I still think that's quite a lot, mate. I do think that's quite a lot. And now, I, I you know, we, I was listening on, on recommendation. I was listening to uh, one of the episodes of Force Center with our boy, Kidnapsock. Loads of people have been raving about it because they used the illustration of, you know, this is a buffet. You're not going to love everything. You're just not. You're not going to absolutely adore everything because that's not the idea. You know, if you're going into the restaurant, to the buffet, and you've got your favorite there, chicken tacos, you're going to go to it. And you know what? You might like a bit of noodles of that too. Um, crazy, right? But you know what? You really don't fancy the pudding? Yeah, don't have to have that. Don't have to have that, mate. I kind of like that analogy, and I think that's almost a healthy way to look at it. Um, but it does seem a lot. I do think, though, when you put when I put my proper hat thinking hat on, and I'm sure Matty Boy, you've kind of looked at this maybe in a similar way, is that it feels like there wasn't a choice. You know, if Disney and Star Wars is going to survive in a world that's been hit by COVID, we don't have a choice. Star Wars needs to retain its employees. And at the end of the day, Disney is there to make money. It's not a charity. When Lucas made Star Wars, he didn't do it as a non-profit, right? He didn't sell the toys like super cheap. (laughs) You know, it goes on and on. It's a business and it's a corporation and it's there to make money. As long as they're taking, uh, as long as they're telling decent stories along the way, I'm more than happy to be on that spice train. Um, and I just hope that it will all be managed okay. Uh, no, I, I hear you, mate, and I don't disagree with anything you anything you said there. Um, I'm when I look at the 
the all of the logos on that big board behind KK, you do think, wow, there is a lot there. But let me say four of them we already knew about. We already knew about Kenobi. It's in production the next few months. We already knew about Andor, already in production. We already knew about Mando. Season three has already been written. We already knew about the Bad Batch. It probably isn't that far away from being completed. So four of them we can take away already. Taika Waititi, he's, he hasn't even started yet. He's kind of starting it, but he's still doing Thor, Love and Thunder. That's a while off yet. So, and Visions, that's been worked on by 12 separate artists. and that. So I kind of look at it that, you know, everything seems to be managed by the best people possible. Even like Rangers and Ahsoka, Dave and John are looking at that. They're producing it. And what we've seen on Amando, I, I trust them to do a heck of a job. Again, it doesn't mean I'm going to love the shows. I certainly hope I do. Um, the Acolyte, I'm excited for that. Leslie Hedlund's been working on that for the last year. Uh, the Lando, that could be a while yet, because Justin Simeon's still still in the early stages of production. So I like where well, I'm not overly concerned simply for that reason. Everything is in different stages of production. It isn't just right. We've got 12 things here and they go into production now. Boom, 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 boom. You know, certain things are, they're being staggered over the next few years. Yeah, It's not all going to drop at once. But I, I totally understand what you mean though. That could just be overkill for when we're used to getting the Mando once a year and a film once a year, once every three years previously, possibly. But I look Disney Plus also, you know, it needs to remain relevant because at the minute all the other streaming services are killing it in terms of content. But now with the Fox acquisition, Hulu, ESPN that they were talking about, uh, National Geographic, they are and all. And let's not forget whether whether everyone out there likes it or not, the Marvel stuff is going. They've got so much Marvel content. They've got their own original films, Pixar films, the series is mm. unreal. How big this is going to grow? So it's not just a Lucasfilm thing. It's whether Disney can manage to well, keep the sides from bulging open. Well, but. that's the thing, man. That's that's the thing. Like when when um when I, when you're on the uh, when you're watching the beginning of this presentation, Disney say, "Yeah, we've got ten Marvel shows coming out, and we've got ten Star Wars shows coming out." Like that's a very specific number. That is Disney putting in an order. That's me going down to McDonald's and saying, do you know what, mate? You're right. Yeah. Can I have uh, 10 Big Macs, please? Do you know what I mean? Mind. That is, mate, I'd give it a go. I'd give it a go. Matty boy, next time uh, we do commentary, 10 Big Macs, five for you, five for me. Bish, bash, bash, real good nosh. We'll love it, mate. Um, <laughs> you are on my friend. Let's do it, mate. Let's do it. Um, no, honestly, I just thought, oh, that's very systematic, isn't it? Like, that's very just you know, transactional almost like, you know, 10 Marvel shows and 10 Star Wars shows. And yeah, I would I hate mean. for them to be like, oh, crap, we've got to like, right. Uh, those, <laughs> that Lando script, where, where was it? Yeah. It's an, it's in the bin somewhere. Where? I don't know, mate, in a parking Greenwich or something like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It felt, very very just almost corporate but like um make no mistake it's a corporation with shareholders money 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 right and um yeah that's my only that's my only concern um so i i sincerely hope that they do a brilliant job and you know i was speaking to my lovely lady about this and, um, you know, she, she has a great mind and, uh, we all tend to use illustrations as stuff we're really familiar with, right? Because that's what we're most comfortable with. And my, my, uh, gorgeous wife, she is well into, uh, like handbags, 
right? And mm-hmm. not not just like oh, any handbag. Like she she like watches videos on them. She's just really interested in like the art of them. And um, she was talking about Hermes uh, handbags. Um, and Hermes have a reputation of making the greatest handbags in the world. They're the, they're the best handbags in the world. And they're the most sought after. You know, if you go in and and, and manage to get one, because you can't go into a Hermes shop and buy a Kelly bag, you have to be asked. You have to be invited into the shop. And you could be the richest person in the world, and they might not even decide to sell you one that day. It's crazy, Matt. It's crazy. But they are luxury they are luxury as soon as you walk out with that bag that bag instantly like doubles in price it's it's shocking and i'm not saying i necessarily agree with it right but i liked the illustration she was using because she was saying like star wars feels luxurious in its story storytelling even when it's kind of bad it's still star wars you know star wars is such a big deal she went whereas marvel just never feels like that they might have the numbers they might have like crazy stuff going on but it's always like it just feels more like a takeaway thing i'm worried that star wars is kind of going down that route a little bit but it feels inevitable i do however feel like there is a way to do it well there is a way to make it executionable (laughs) Uh, uh, it's good, and I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> I've been looking for an excuse to say that all sh- all, the whole show, mate. Um, but do you know what I mean? I, I liked that illustration, mate, because I was like, yeah, I hear you, Arely. Maybe she was just trying to get on my good side or something. But, um, <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, Star Wars, because there is stuff in there that does seem like, yeah, they're just doing it for the sake of meeting that 10 show requirement. But there we go. There we go. Um, yep, yeah, I. The proof will be in the luxurious pudding when we get it. This isn't mm-hmm. just any old pudding. This is an SW pudding. The proof right. will be in what we get. If we get, let's say, Lando first, which you know hypothetically that won't be first. If we get that and it's a bit rubbish, oh okay. And then we get the acolyte and it's not quite as good as we thought. Then of course you start thinking about the alarm bells. But the one live action series we've got so far has been <laughs> awesome. So I'm willing to bet the rest will be at least very good. And there are like, the, the intertwining series. We're going to have crossovers, which we haven't seen before in well, in live action series. We haven't had any. We've got more animated. So like you say about the buffet, there's something for everyone. If it may, It'll only be overkill if you like all 12 of them and you're trying to cram in when to view them. But to me, mate, as long as it's Star Wars and it's good Star Wars, give me more. You know what mm. I mean? If, if these mm-hmm. go, and then I only remember as well, some of it, most of these are limited series or event series. True. The, the acolyte may the acolyte's going to be like twelve episodes. Lando will be about twelve. Kenobi's probably like four. So Ahsoka and Rangers, are, I think they're only going to be they're going to be the really kind of long running ones, like the Mando. Other than that, they're like f- maybe like top twelve episodes. So I don't think it, I don't think it's too bad yet. If they were all going to be long running, open ended series, then whew, you know I wouldn't want to be the one who has to manage that workload and the catering for all that, but. Um, as their kind of limited series, I'm not too bothered. And look, it's new stories, which is what we've all wanted, new stories. And I'm I'm, I'm going to err on the side that they're going to be good yes, because of the confidence of that presentation, mate. So my final thoughts on that were very impressed with the presentation and the confidence in which Kathleen Kennedy was like, she might as well just put her arms out and be like, you know you like this. We know you like it. 
habits, come, basically. So come to the buffet. Over. Come to the guff buffet. <laughs> Have your KFC with a cheeky burrito. All right, yes, please. <laughs> you know, yeah. I did actually do that a couple of weeks ago. I did. Uh, I had like burrito. I, Kennedy. I, I downloaded the Taco Bell app on my phone and uh, I got like a free box meal and I went and got the missus, like a chicken burger from the chicken shop, but I got some wings as well. So, you know, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Right, anything for it. it just, just you and the Taco Bell app is dangerous. So I'm just hoping that we can get into 2021 with a bit more positivity in the world so we can have a Taco Bell and five Big Macs each together and do a commentary. And who knows, maybe one day, We'll be doing the Acolyte recap or the Range of the New Republic recap every Friday. I mean, how hmm, depends when they're all, if they're all released in the same week, we'll do one big show. But that's what excites me as well, mate, is, you know, the possibility of doing more kind of recaps and like diving into these shows and reaction shows. So that's kind of what I'm thinking. So like SWS content for the next four years, we're, we're covered. So we're covered. And I think everybody else is covered as well, mate. That's it. Say it how it is, mate, boy. Say it how it is. This is the way. This is Guy Henry, known for playing Grand Moff Tarkin in Rogue One, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Oh, chin chin. After all of that, I felt like cracking open a couple of brewskis when we were watching that Investor Day live stream. However, we have just been dropped off outside the Bantina, shall we? Oh, let's do it. Yes, for those new to the show and for those old, here's what we do in the Bantina. Each week we sit down with you guys who are the greatest listeners in the galaxy and we have a couple of Kef beers whilst we get your thoughts on our main discussion, which of course, as you've just heard, it's all about DID, Disney Investor Day. So we wanted to hear what you all thought about it and we got some wonderful opinions back on this. Absolutely, Matty Boy. And to open us up in this naughty Bantina is a voice we've not heard in a very long time. It's old Uranium Rose. Let's hear her. Yo, Star Wars Sessions fans. It's Rose from Ukraine. I'm back and I am pumped. Disney and Lucasfilm dropping the spiciest of news on Investor Day. I thought it was a brilliant, brilliant play to announce all those projects and to get the hype train going. It's almost impossible to not be excited about at least one of those projects. Personally, Hayden Christensen's return to Star Wars is everything. I wanted it so bad in The Rise of Skywalker. Guys, this is even better. I'm so excited. I think Deborah Chow's going to kill it. I'm not worried about it messing with A New Hope. I think it's going to be done well. It's going to be amazing. We might even see him in the Jedi Temple, get a little Grogu backstory. Who knows? One of the most mind-blowing things, Patty Jenkins is coming to Star Wars. If anyone out there doesn't know about her, go read some interviews with her. Especially, why did she choose to do Wonder Woman? What was important to her about that project? What does she care about in storytelling? Who were some of her inspirations? And why did she ditch Thor 2 with Marvel? It just goes to show the kind of creative integrity she has. She will not take a project unless she believes in it. All right, the future of Star Wars is looking brighter than ever. Feeling like Christmas came earlier this year. Everybody have a great holiday season. Oh, my days. What a legend, Rose. Mate, the spice train pulling up to your front door or something, mate. It's great to hear your voice again, Rose. And do you know what? Spot on. Spot on. I love hearing that positive energy. Thank you. Yep, thank you very much. I'm glad to hear your voice again, Rose. We hope you all enjoyed Rose's takes 
because we certainly did here at Sessions HQ. Uh, we've got another take now from a target audience of one of the shows, but don't let me explain it to you. Let's just have a listen to this. Hi, Uncle Matthew. It's me, Alfie. Big love to Luke and the Star Wars Sessions crew. I can't wait for the bad batch. Daddy just showed me the trailer. See you soon. Best podcast. <laughs> what a little lad. That's, that's my nephew, Alfie. Hello, if you're listening. Uh, I hope it's not too late, and I hope you're annoying your dad. Um, Alfie's seven, and he's been shown the Bad Batch trailer, and he's digging it, digging the idea of it, because it's clone troopers making things go bang and shooting things. So, you know, for a kid, they're going to dig this. So I'd like to know what he thinks about a droid story as well. But Alfie is a keen listener, and he generally is. And every time I see him, he sings Best Podcast quite a lot. <laughs> so he's a little legend. So if you're listening, Uncle Matthew says, well oh. done. What an absolute little legend. Best podcast. I can't wait to meet this kid. We can uh, maybe produce a rap album or something together. What a legend. Thank you so much, Alfie. You are a Jedi. I know it. Uh, OT Nix said, you're all set for the entire 2021 show content me thinks do you know what i think you're on something there ot uh so much spice to season our star wars banquet for me the announcement of a patty j to direct rogue squadron is my aramat good shout but also intrigued to know more about the acolyte sneaking in like a hot one eh <laughs> and uh fly on the wall podcast added so excited rogue squadron sounds awesome so does Andor, Kenobi, and the new movie to be directed by Taika Waititi. It sounds intriguing and exciting too. All positive vibes there. Thank you, guys. Legends. And speaking of people with a wonderful voice, let's hear the tones now of Noor Halquaya. Hello there, this is Noor Hal. My thoughts about the Disney shareholders announcement. Oh my God, I think it's brilliant. I'm really excited about all this new content we're getting. We're getting Kenobi, we're getting back Hayden, we're getting Andor, we're getting a movie with Patty Jenkins about Rose Quadron, so, and, and more and more material. So I'm really excited. I'm looking forward to see all this content. I think it is a great time to be a Star Wars fan because we're getting a spoil, mate, I can tell you, but I'm really looking forward to it. Yes, Norhal's always full of positivity and I'm enjoying the word mate being dropped in there too. So nice one and loving the positivity. Spot on, Nor. Great hearing your voice. And uh, our last voice clip of this spicy bantina is from our friend Nailin Solo. Let's hear it. The Disney shareholder announcement. Um, I was definitely surprised that there was so much announced. I had remembered reading something about it that was going to come out. I did not know what all would be involved, but um, I think it was, I think it was great. I'm most definitely looking forward to Ahsoka. Um, I think the way the Mandalorian has been done, I think it's just going to be a great series. Uh, And I'm also looking forward to the Bad Batch, seeing them on the Clone Wars. I'm really excited to see more of them and kind of the missions and different thing they focused on. So I think overall a good announcement, definitely a bit overwhelming, but a good announcement very well put very well put thank you for sending that in nailing uh yeah brilliant and and i think um 
a lot of people feel the same. Good announcement, but maybe a tad overwhelming, but you can't help but be excited. It's like a roller coaster. Mate, we love a good roller coaster, and uh, our next comment kind of piggybacks on that, but more to a certain extent. Here we go. Cryag, the misspelled, what a legend, said, Am I the only one feeling like this? Is too much? Don't get me wrong, I love Star Wars, and it's great to be getting so much of it, but I'm just worried about oversaturation. Also, would be better if it was more original characters, not expanding existing boring ones. Uh, interesting, Cryag, mate. And the king, Sir Cabbage, you may have heard of him, Big Bro Bly, also said, some exciting stuff. Just hope they don't mass produce too much and lose quality along the way. So we've got Cryag, who's worried about oversaturation and wants more original characters. Now, I absolutely can't knock you for that, mate. And uh, Sir Cabbage, sounds good. Hopefully we don't. Hopefully it's quality and quantity. So, mm-hmm. or a bit more kind of level-headed views there, which we which we like. Yeah, especially I love I love the exp- existing boring ones. <laughs> <laughs> love that uh, Lando. Uh, no, Lando's not boring. He's he's not boring. But yeah, it's not it's not necessarily what I would dream of tomorrow. But there we go. There we go. Those are the opinions we've been served and generally there's been a lot of love for this announcement it's great to see the whole star wars community react to this with so much excitement and enthusiasm there's especially been lots of love for rogue squadron and plenty of shouts for ahsoka the acolyte but also the bad batch got loads of love baby boy but it's just great to see it I cannot wait to dive into this stuff, mate, and, you know, chat to you and the whole session's mandem about this Star Wars filth. That, that's exactly it, mate. I can't wait for the sessions to jump on all of these uh, and do what we do best. Fun, nice chat about it all. So I'm looking forward to uh, doing that with you, my friend. For extra content, go to patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. You know it's going to be so good. Best podcast. Best podcast. Oh. Alfie's dancing. <laughs> yeah, he's loving it. He's loving it. Uh, right, okay, Patreon. Uh, our patrons, some of our patrons, get to ask a question every month. And, uh, in fact, we've got some new patrons with their first patreon questions isn't that right mate boy yes we do indeed so uh, excited to see what your debut questions are absolutely so up first sislayer246 says hi guys this is my first ever question sorry if it's a rubbish one it's all good mate i'll uh, i'll let you know if it is rubbish in a second you might know by my by my instagram that i'm a bit of a saber enthusiast and have a decent collection of hilts what is both of your favorite hilt designs from star wars canon and why p.s Thank you for making 2020 much more tolerable. You're a legend, Sif Slayer. Thank you, dude. Matty boy, what are you thinking about that question, mate? Uh, it's a good question. It's not rubbish. Uh, we have seen Instagram, of course, and it's wonderful. I'm also glad to help, help give, even give a little bit back to anyone who uh, in this year. So thank you for saying that, mate. For me, uh, I've said in a previous episode, unrelated to a question, but I just mentioned that I really like Palpatine's lightsaber hilt because it's like 
classically like nefarious looking in its majesty. It just looks like over the top, arrogantly beautiful to look at. Like I'm the kind of man who will proclaim that I'm the Senate before spinning over the top of my desk to kill you all. That kind of lightsaber. <laughs> so I like Palpatine. I also like Cal Kessis lightsaber. Oh. I like the rugged cow. Ray's new lightsaber is cool as well. The one that's um, forged from her staff. You know, like the the English rose saber. So Palpatine is the one I think I think I like the best. If I could get a hilt of that, I would. But those other two are pretty cool too. You saucy, saucy little nugget, mate, boy. <laughs> those, those are literally my answers. Uh, but I'll, I'll name a few others because we can keep on doing this for ages uh cheeky shout out to the skywalker family saber sif slayer um it's filth it's iconic it is timeless um i love dooku's saber the curved one it is a bad boy remix it's a remix on the usual design uh in fact i had it as a toy when i was a kid uh, my, nice. my brother and my uh, dad got it for me as a present and dude i I love, I love that design. I think it's absolutely sweet. Uh, Mace Windu, just for the colour, and it is a little bit like, ooh, it's, you know, just a bit more spicy than the other. It's got something, Mm -hmm. you know, the decor's nice, you know, it's all there. Uh, Matty Boy, the Fallen Order shout-out is spot on. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some of my favourite, that's probably one of my favourite lightsabers ever, to be honest. Nice. Uh, Just... I, I, even the default one, the one that's all broken and stuff from the start, yeah, yeah, yeah. really, really love that lightsaber. It's absolutely class. Uh, so I think those are my favorites. And of course, the Ray Skywalker one. Mad, mad, mad. Love it. Yes, mate. Uh, uh, we always want to hear from you guys as well. What, what are your favorite lightsaber hilts? Please do let us know and let Sith Slayer know and check out his IG as well when Cal Kestis lightsaber hill is now available at Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquities at Galaxy's Edge, which leads us nicely into our next question. The first question from Jess Olsen, who was our magnificent guest on the roundtable uh, we recently did on The Mandalorian. And she said, hi, guys. Also my very first Patreon question. Here it is. What are your thoughts on Disney's Galaxy's Edge? Are you bummed there aren't many OT characters? Want to visit with me someday? Lukey boy, what say you? Oh, Jess. Um, I absolutely love the look of Galaxy's Edge. I was meant to be there in September of this year, but because of some crazy events in the world, uh, it wasn't to be. Um, do you know what? I think Gal- Galaxy's Edge looks fantastic. Um, part of me does feel like it should have been original trilogy but also a big part of me thinks no do you know what it's good that it's original it's disney era you know it is disneyland disney world right um sequel trilogy and i'm here for it i'm here for it i think from what i've seen online and i've not spoiled myself too much right because i want to just experience it firsthand um and come out just wowed and and, and awe uh but generally from what i've seen it just looks like something else it it like the quality of this experience just looks out of this world so yeah when i am at disney uh whether that's the california one or the florida one whichever one first i will let you know i'll, I'll be posting about it 
like the whole time anyway so you'll know jess you will you will know i can't wait and i can't wait for disney to take all my monies money 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 uh great answer mate and yes jess we'll be there we'll come visit you we'll go with you we'll all go on uh rise of the resistance or if it's called together i'm flying um galaxy's <laughs> edge um i love the idea of it mate because i haven't been either i'd very much like to go and i'm still saving the pennies but like luke said the global pandemic's kind of shut down any ideas of that for the time being but one day i'm very excited about going in the next few years but i like the idea of it like, do you know what i like that it's got ties to the sequel trilogy because we've got so much ot material so much of it that it was refreshing to see that Galaxy's Edge was being launched alongside the Rise of Skywalker and the sequel trilogy. So I quite like that they aren't just saying, "Look, here's a Star Wars theme park." It's you know it's based on everything you've ever seen before. No, they they gave us Batu, which is new. Yes. So they could they could use their, they could use the Imaginarium and uh, and come up with something new. Now whether they amend it one day to reflect another era, you know, remains to be seen. But I dig it, mate. Plus, there are lots of OT and PT nods littered throughout. Like you, I haven't um, spoiled myself too much. I know, you know, I've seen bits and bobs here and there, but I haven't seen any. I haven't sat down to watch any YouTube videos or or anything like that of how the rides look or like the walkthroughs or anything like that. I've only heard what people have said, and when we had Matt and Jen Marie on last year to talk about it, that's the only time thing I really know about it. But I can't wait to go to Galaxy's Edge one day. I'm really, really actually quite excited to do it because everyone said has how immersive and how incredible it is when you walk through the doors. It's just like, wow, you're there, you're here. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's a great idea. And, um, yeah, I'm surprised they didn't do it earlier, but I guess with the juggernaut of Disney behind them, you know, anything's possible. So, yeah, all up for that, mate. And I'm up, I'm up for visiting with anybody who wants to pay. Well, the history behind the whole, like, Disney... Uh, theme park star tours it's so interesting you know george lucas really believed in the magic that was disney world and disneyland you know and that in itself is a topic for uh, another time that we can really spend some time on really spend some time on uh but yeah i think the history there is absolutely fantastic and i can't wait to see the future of galaxy's edge 2 it is going to be an absolute fill fest can't wait Yep, uh, totally agree, Max. So, Jess, Sith Slayer, thank you so much for your first questions. We want to hear everybody's answers, and we want to hear your answers as well. You've given us the questions. I want to know your answers to it as well. If you want to uh, sign up to our Patreon, we'll give those details very shortly, or you can go back and rewind and listen to Dan Sexton giving us that uh, hunky rap about six minutes ago. So thank you very much for that, guys. But uh, we'd usually end on a game. But because we've uh, spent a little time diving into that meat of the main discussion, we're going to bump that game to next week. Trust me, it will be worth it. Um, but we wanted, we wanted to dedicate a bit more time to the like, mad Disney Investor Day news that came out. Even though we don't know too much about it, we could probably still be talking about it now if we didn't rein ourselves in. So um, we will be back next week with a game, won't we, mate? Oh, yes. It, it will be back with a thunderous applause. <laughs> so this is how episode 94 dies with thunderous applause well that is that for this episode of star wars sessions e94 but the fun doesn't end there no one's ever really gone master blywalker where can the world find us they can find us at our swanky website starwarsessions.co.uk you can find us on socials search for star wars sessions it's instagram twitter tiktok the lot email us at 
Hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk. And don't forget our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash starwarsessions. Yes, we're on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn. Everywhere in the galaxy you can find a podcast, you'll find us there. And if you love our show, please consider leaving us a good review on your podcast provider of choice. And head on over to podchaser.com. It's the IMDB for podcasts. It's awesome. We're on there. So do please drop us a review if you have a spare minute or two. Because it does help us more than you know. It helps us grow. And we love hearing from you guys each and every week. And please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell an acolyte near you, tell your Ewok, tell your cousin, the more the merrier. The castle's spicier. Tell Kathleen Kennedy, good job. This is a podcast you're looking for. So until next time, from me, see ya. And from Luke, may the force be with you, always. Luke, Luke. Waika Taititi They are Essex-based podcast heroes Any character in Star Wars, who would you be? Uh, I don't know. I like all the characters. Jar Jar Binks. Tell that to Kanja Club. <laughs>